Access Flash. What was the instinct song? Was it Bye Bye Bye? Yeah, that's the one. What did Backstreet have? What was it that like weird puppets or is that also instinct? Who was on the moon? Was it also instinct? I thought that was Buzz Aldrin. Was that Buzz Lightyear? Oh, I'm so confused now. Was who was on the moon? I'm trying to think. I don't know. Um I can't wait for the um like real story of the real man that like inspired uh Justin Timberlake. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But you're listening to that's a weird voice. Uh, I was you're digging it too. Okay, hold on to your hot dogs and your sisters. You're listening to Common Ride with me. I'm Rose Kip, and it's my co-host Steph. Hey, Steph. Hey, Kip. I'm so glad we decided to uh, go this route with our opening today. <laughs> Completely unexpected. Yes, I have a lot I can tell you about our brand of breast crest toothpaste. If it's not breast crest. It's shit. <laughs> Today's episode sponsored by Breast Crests. And then that's when like um the singers come in, they're like, if it's not Breast Crest, got it. I can't do like a fifties or like thirties like radio quartet, but I try. That's unfortunate. For like one second. I'm sure maybe we can find an audio plug-in for that. <laughs> <laughs> when you said that, like I was just imagining like the um the woman in the radiator from like a racer head. I like special program on my computer. There's just that woman hang on my computer. That's amazing. Ah, my little borrower woman from Razorhead. How I love you. <laughs> you make my dreams come true. I mean, that was a thing though. Like, um, I feel like there's a point where like virtual people on your desktop was like a weird advertising thing. Like it was like there was clippy. And there was like weird, like uh, not porn, but like sexy, like have this like lady on your screen kind of stuff too for a while. Oh man, the good old days of Clippy <laughs> when life was so much more simple. I <laughs> shit. Um, I need to find something really quick to show you that is very important. God, every time you say this, one of us gets put on a list. <laughs> okay. Um, this might. Okay, I don't think this is like a crime, but I think it's worth saying that this isn't <laughs> amazing. That's how I like for all things to be pitched to me. I'll put this in general. How's that? Because okay. uh, for our friends who are, are not on the podcast tonight, they'll see that. That's <laughs> the stuff of nightmares. And I wish I was drunk. That That's the best way I can describe that. This is like an audio podcast, so I'm wondering if you could describe <laughs> in details beyond just reaction. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so anybody who remembers our friend Clippy from the early versions of Windows. This if it's is not a, Clippy, um, it's shit. Remember? Pretty much, yeah. This is a surprisingly accurate artist ren- rendering of Clippy uh, with a big old shitting grin on his face, but he's very pregnant. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would argue Clippy doesn't have a shooting grid. Like Clippy's very like demure. Um, mm. I can't make this the podcast art because that would be too much chaos for everybody involved if they like opened their phone at like oh it's seven thirty <laughs> in the morning on Friday. I'm like going to business. Oh what's this? It's oh Gridman. I would love to hear about that Japanimation and just like like a pregnant Clippy. Yeah, and then they're like, I clearly did not watch the right grid man that they're discussing. Oh, and by the way, because this is an audio medium, Clippy's pregnant belly is notebook-lined paper drawn to look as if he's about six or seven months along. It's, the artistic detail is stunning. Like the fact that he has like an Audi belly button. (laughs) Yes. The mental image, because it is so accurately drawing, is going to be something that I need many, many illegal substances to recover from. Because, like, 
it's not not safe for work. It's, it's just, not. It's just disturbing. It will scar your psyche. If you're on your way to business and you put this on a PowerPoint, you won't be not safe for work. Might not be relevant, but it might help. Well, you could put it on your PowerPoint if you wanted to ensure that they offered you the rest of the day off forever from that business. I cannot keep on the clippy, but I did find somebody who did a kippy. A, a kippy? Oh, no. <laughs> Shit. I feel like that was a Freudian slip. Yeah, that was your classic Freudian kip. Womp <laughs> <laughs> womp. Uh yeah, a Kippy. What would Kippy do? Like, would it be like Clippy? Would it be like podcast adjacent? Would it be like Toku? I, I think it would have to be podcast adjacent. Yeah, for sure. Hey, make sure that you edit your clips to the same length before you do processing. That means that you could have some nice clean files organized. <laughs> and then as soon as your back is turned, you put something really explicit on the screen. Just like uh. Whenever I think of something really explicit, uh, the thing that I think of is the person who, uh, were you on Twitter? I'm not going to show you this because, <laughs> because it's actually not safe for work in a way that like, might be mean, but gotcha. um, <laughs> American Airlines in like early Twitter did this thing where they were like, had some hashtag like, um, American Airlines fans or whatever and they would like retweet whatever you like tweeted and this person <laughs> sent them a picture of maybe themselves maybe someone else I'm assuming they had to get this picture they didn't find it like they had to create this picture mm-hmm. but it's just like um a nude woman um who has her um knees to her chest and her um her <laughs> she has a toy played in her vagina oh my <laughs> And it's just like <laughs> very early, like people on Twitter or like online being like, oh, it's like the sexually explicit version of like, oh, oh, you can't have people name a boat because either like name it Hitler or like Bodie McBoatface. And that's right. not good. But yeah. That would have made a really great ad, though. There are, aren't they the ones that say come fly our friendly skies? I mean. Bam, picture go right along with that slogan right there. I'm just imagining like um the ad would be like interior plane, night, smooth jazz is playing. <laughs> this uh man, let's say it's um it's Jeremy Irons is like enjoying like a nice like neat whiskey and looks over, the mood's hitting. It's clippy. <laughs> Join the mile high club. And he's doing that little dance you like. Clippy was basically like, uh, who's a sex pot now? Who's a, who's a sexy person? Uh, Lena Gomez, Justin Timberlake, one of those. Uh, Ryan Gosling? Who used to be Clippy. Yeah, I guess, but like, Ryan Gosling's like been around for a minute. Like, I wonder, like, who's like Justin the... Timberlake hasn't? <laughs> we Justin all knew Timberlake, him when um, his hair resembled ramen. Could not get that hair wet. Just <laughs> be terrible, you know. He could have used it yeah. as a helmet. I found that when getting head from Justin Timberlake, crack an egg in it right before it's done. It's even better. Uh, <laughs> We're learning so much about you tonight. Yeah, I uh, loved me some ramen in college. <laughs> Can you? And that was his nickname. Some ramen in college. That's exactly. But yeah, so if you can tell, we're a podcast about Tokusatsu. Clearly. Uh, yeah, it's a special filming, special effects and stuff. Uh, and that's why we had to talk about the special miracle that is life and to give life to like a paperclip. <laughs> uh, so we have a very special um, subject today because we're um, venturing out a little bit beyond. Or maybe not. Um, our normal parameters. Um, we got some questions, and uh, one question was about actually if we thought that uh, SSSS Gridman was Toku. But uh, yeah, so we're looking at um, SSS Gridman. It is the uh, it's not really a sequel, but it kind of is to the uh, 1994 Toku Denko Chojin like Gridman that was like a live action show. That had like an American 
adaptation, Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. Oh, that, the, the last one we covered. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cool, cool. On Monday, would you hear this? So, like, four days earlier, if you don't know. But, yeah. Uh, Spoilers! But, no, uh, this is uh, a 12-episode, one core, as they call it, um, like, anime, that uh, aired in 2018. Uh, there is a sequel, SSSS Dinozone, currently airing that we will get to in a couple of weeks Very cool. in the same way. But yeah, so uh, my question for you, Steph, is uh, what do you think about the show we watched this week? Well, yeah, I mean, I definitely um, saw the, the parallels between that and the live show that we had already watched. So that made it, I feel like I wasn't coming into this as blind as I may have been like watching the first episode of Gridman when we got into that one. Um, but I actually really like this take on it because I mean, the, I feel like the shows are always really good about, uh, you know, making sure the action is focused in a good way and having just enough like side stories to kind of keep you engaged with it, but not letting them take everything over. Um, the cool thing about the way we watched it in this iteration was that you also got the, you know, added benefits of animation and, you know, extra color and sound and special effects. And um, as I mentioned to you before we started recording, this was some of my favorite music that I've ever seen in a show. So I thought that the format really lent itself well to all that. Yeah, no, um, this was like really interesting for both like the quality of the show itself. Like I like really enjoyed the show. This is my second time watching it. Um, And also like, I like the little continuity we have with like um, Gridman, Superhuman, Samurai Cyber Squad. To um, there was like a short animation. Um, Boys invent great hero that did come out a, a like couple years before this, and there's uh, the um, the sequel anime, and there was supposed to be like a live action show, like a stage show for this anime that was supposed to run. In March of 2020, which I'm not sure if you know, but bad things happen. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> I like just going from like what it was to what it is now and seeing what they kept and what changed and how things like got mixed up for like the different media. But it's like very interesting, mm-hmm, you know, for sure. Yeah. Uh, and um, the SSSS seems to be like a reference to the American show, but also in the last episode, um, like there's like a little like graphic where it says special signature to save a soul which is the actual meaning for like the whole like uh gridman universe is what it's called but yeah um a lot going on here yeah yeah for sure what like going into this like watching like the first couple episodes like even just like the very like initial like scenes Mm -hmm. how'd you kind of react to those i thought that having the way that they played out the main hero, having it done that way just added so much more like, you know, mystery and having to like really pay attention to the storyline to figure out what was going on. I mean, what a way to grab your audience as soon as the show starts. Yeah. Um, and like even the um very first like the people at the school and like the like slow shots and the religious music from the choir practice Mm. just like very much got you ready for what was going to happen and like the loneliness of like um one of the main characters like i'm going to say akane is the best way to pronounce that for us but uh yeah and like i do like how dreamy like the show could be though oh yeah for sure and i feel like um a lot of the fun for me was when he does start you know when he starts out you know, on his little journey and he's speaking to the two people that, you know, eventually help him with everything the rest of the series, you couldn't really read either of them very easily on what they were reacting to with him. Like what kind of person he was before he lost his memory or like what his social standing in the school was like, you had no idea you were literally taking that journey with him. Cause Rika definitely kind of gives certain, like gives certain, like, vibes towards yuda where it's like okay were they something had there been like a confession had there been some kind of like relationship 
beforehand, you know? Yeah, and then when you meet uh, her friends a couple scenes later in the school, that makes you question it even more, because then it's like, oh, wait, did she just have a crush on him? Or, you know, like, you kind of can't quite figure out what everybody's relationship to each other is. And um, his friend, Hutsemi, who, um, like, is, like, the, like, fan of, like, Ultraman, like, Toku, uh, Mm because, like, this is, like, also made by the Ultraman company, which is, like, really like great for it like like does like a lot to like enrich the show but um his friend mentions oh um we only met a couple months ago but we're friends and like i know you and i can't really like explain who you are but i know you it's just like oh that's also very like weird and like could yeah. lead up the place in the beginning like dude what did you do to everybody that you have such a weird sexual tension with literally everyone you run into yeah, everybody's <laughs> got sexual tension. And like, how do you feel about that? Oh, uh, like one question that I had is like how we felt about the sexualization in the show. Cause it's, it definitely flirts with a lot of different ways it could be read, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I noticed that, but you know, it wasn't as in your face as like it is with American media. Like if you watched, even something like Riverdale, you know, is supposed to be this um, show about these wholesome high school kids, but everybody's like banging each other and doing drugs and all kinds of crazy shit. So it's not, it, I don't feel like it bothered me that much because there was so much subtlety to it. Like it was there, but I, I think a lot of things we've watched have had characters or relationships that kind of pushed that line where you weren't quite sure what you were supposed to get from that interaction. Yeah. I think definitely like, um, we'll talk more like as like we go, I think about like, um, the way that Akane is, but, um, she definitely seems to kind of like revel in that tension with people too. Mm. And like bring people to that like feeling. But there's like a lot of sexual tension. Just like everybody is like being maximum, like nervous, horny, wants to be loved, like wants to be friends, teen. And they actually like like that a lot for the show because like you can't do a mecha show. You can't do like a, hey, like kaiju show without saying something about bodies. And I think like the fact that like they're teens, they're like part gangly part adult but they're also like just very very like aware of each other is like right and but i also feel like that's part of the teenage experience too i mean i remember from the time i like turned 14 until i was like 24 i was a fucking disaster of just hormones and um jumping back and forth between like being horny and wanting to rip someone's head off it just (laughs) i mean that's that's part of reality for most people i think and I think, like, this show captures that, like, very well. Because, like, everyone's always, like, longingly sidelong looking at each other and thinking, like, in their heads about, like, wait, do they like me? What's going on? Right. And I don't care what rom-coms tell you. That's how most people react in that situation. Almost no one is bold enough to go deliver a smooth uh, pickup line, especially at, like, 15. It, it's all just awkward sidelong glances. And then, like, all those, like, rom-coms where it's, like, just come in your hair and it'll let all work out, you know? Exactly. I mean, I've seen that solution so many times. Yeah, it's just the, where do you think like that like big spiky hair trend like in the late 90s came from? That explains Rom-coms so much. And unrealistic body standards. A, a, a lot of spikes. <laughs> but no, um, I do want to talk though, like, um, I was at times into the way the show was doing it because it felt like it was doing it purposely, but also at times like uncomfortable and felt like it was leaning towards being exploitative. How the show like looked at characters bodies, like especially like the two main female characters, like for like Rika and like Akane were like, I was like, sometimes it felt like this is a teenage view. And sometimes it felt like it was leering, you know? Mm hmm. Yeah. Well, and that's one of the things that, even though that's kind of an awkward feeling when you're watching something, I appreciated how much, like, emotion and under-tension that Mm -hmm. an animated show was willing to put into its storyline, just with simple things like, 
you know, a camera shot or, you know, just a long, slow fade, just stuff like that is just, I, I don't expect that quality from anything animated. So even with that awkward stuff, it was still like, man, that's pretty cool how they did that. It wasn't as bad as, um, like, so people really love Studio Gainax, which was like the precursor to this, to this animation studio, Studio Trigger. But if you look at that, like, lineage from, like, way back in, like, I think 80s, but, like, at least, like, mid-90s, uh, this was definitely a much lower key than even their most recent thing. Like, uh, I think right before this, they did Darling in the Franks, which, like, I'm not sure if you've seen that show or, like, any of the art for it or, like, the seeds from that. Mm-mm. No. Uh, it's, like, a, a mecha show where, like, um, teenage girls have to get on all fours and dudes have to like mount them to like and that's the only way to control mechs like they didn't figure out steering wheels or like cockpits it's very sexual very interesting concept well and i think one of the things that shows that takes such an in-your-face approach to sexuality are kind of the ones that people like me who don't have any experience in this like form of media assume that all of it is yeah because those are the jokes that we hear continuously and those are the references that we do see in regular or i don't want to say regular because that's i don't mean anything by that other than just um day-to-day media like pop culture stuff yeah with something like doing in the france like that's kind of the joke of the show that like fans made so i'm sure that like that's also what filtered out to people where it's just like i yeah it's um very much I wouldn't recommend that show just because it is so weird like that. Um mm-hmm. I shared like an image of like the way the teens have to pilot the mechs in the show. Um, oh. Yeah. Oh my. <laughs> so there's like handles on the girls' hips and stuff. Yeah. I would just assume that was straight up hentai. Like if I all I saw was that still yeah. and somebody was like, You've really gotta watch this movie, I'd be like, No, I really don't. Yeah, um, that's the kind of stuff where, like, if this anime had that in it, we wouldn't be watching it. Like, I just don't. <laughs> that's not where I could. It's, yeah. Um, I even felt, like, weird in this show, like, how much, like, how much they were purposely, like, leering at, like, I liked how, like, gangly, like, um, like, uh, you had, like, a character, like, Hakane B were like she looked like she was 15 mm-hmm. but also like the kind like she looked like stories that like you hear about people who are like when I turned 12 adult men started talking to me all the time you know yeah yeah and I really enjoyed the art style especially the very first time you see her like the way that's done is just extremely cinematic um but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It, it, that was one of the things that makes me kind of um think what you said earlier that maybe it was supposed to be from the age of a teen or from the view of a teenage boy because it yeah. just had such a a weird um like concentrated focus i like the idea of let's show the awkward sexualized feelings of teens mm-hmm. but also like it's such a fraught thing to do and even if it's like i like it on a macro level like on a micro level there were definitely times where i was like i don't want to see this like teen girl sprawled out on top of some like trash bags and like a like bikini you know right <laughs> oh my goodness yeah i i completely understand though i i get that every day i feel like <laughs> yeah and um like usual they were better about the bodies of the dudes like the one real bit of body we got for like a dude was uh that um uh was that Utsemi um like had like some flab and like pitching it but like it's like that's it really for like men's bodies in that show yeah uh one question that we got actually was um from amy rose um what do you feel about the ships in the show and um they said i really ship akade and like rika i don't know why it's so hard to say like her name but like What do we think? Like, gone like the ships in the show, like a little bit, because like I definitely did. Sh- I shipped those two quite a bit, honestly. As far as like, they seemed like very like sapphic schoolgirl like friends, you know. Right, right, 
Yeah, no, I, I definitely have to agree with you there, especially when it started to get toward um, the last couple of shows. You, It became almost like impossible to ignore at that point, I felt like. There's stuff where it's like um, she's putting like sunscreen on like her back and then like uh, you have like um, have her say um, now do my front and it's like, oh, OK, you're really like. <laughs> really concerned about sun damage there aren't you i like these characters i think they did a good job but yeah uh. yeah but i think that that was another thing at least from my high school experience that was realistic there was such an equal amount of tension between guys and girls as there was girls and girls as there was even a couple of the guys and i feel like well and i was a theater kid so that pretty much accurately represented my high school experience yeah no uh it felt very genuine which is like the best thing that i think like something on this scale can do is make it feel very genuine and like very intimate like here's the story about like what is reality who are people what is godhood and it's like yeah also like teens are nervous (laughs) Well, that and they all had just these really cool, complex personalities, too. Like, when we're watching something that is covering, like, this age dynamic, it's extremely easy to make them one-dimensional or way too grown up. And this show had such a good balance, I felt like, with how not only they interacted with each other, but the world. Like, none of them walked, like... You know, they knew they were a superhero or they knew they were helping. They were just still dealing with their own high school bullshit. Yeah. And um, like even I think I ultimately liked the way that they they still were dealing with high school stuff in midterms and like their like school festival, like despite the fact that they were high school students. And like it was very much like it felt like the show was partially doing like a pastiche of like what is like a high school anime too but like it was very loving like i really liked um their school festival like where they just like were like oh yeah um now i'm dressed as a maid and like i'm and like i'm like a really cute like sailor girl it's like okay that's cool fun (laughs) loving is a really good way to describe that i like that it it, you can tell it was a story that was being told by people that cared about it and that's definitely something that you can see lacks in, you know, a type of media that's just getting put out for money. And that's it. Yeah, no. And like, um, I really do um, just this is something that like has no reason to, to exist. Like, there's no reason that like a 1993 Toku show should be like a lovingly made, really high budget like anime you know yeah like, with some well-known voice actors from what i read in the um the wiki notes like this like really did take off it was like really popular like when it came out so like yeah it's just like just this was somebody who had an idea or maybe loved like the source material and like um it also like felt very much like part and parcel with what we'd seen of like Gridman because like we didn't see like the end of it but like um between the live action and this, there was like that, like um, that boys invent like um, uh, my great hero short, which was like all about like the feelings of like the like of that show's antagonist twenty two years later, and how like he felt about like his place in the world and like what had happened. And this show does so much feel like it's um really picking up like those themes too about like what's a kaiju like what is narcissism what is grandiosity like what is what separates people from other people around them you know Mm -hmm. yeah for sure and anytime that a show is able to um like i said before not only capture such great distinct personalities but also show um like a player a player a uh a character's like inner turmoil even if they don't give them like the whispering monologue or whatever just anything that can, um, you know, show in their faces or body language or just, you know, kind of how they're hiding in a corner or something. Like, I'm always impressed with that. And to see that much, um, you know, 
dynamic motion for animated characters was a really neat experience. No, it totally was. Um, I really liked the story that like did like unfold as well. Cause it just, how quickly this show just becomes about like, um, this show is very quick in how it goes through its story. Like every episode is very dense, but also spends like just enough time in like, what could be like a formulaic monster of the week pattern that like you feel like that's what the show is, even if it's only like two episodes, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They don't spend too much time on really anything, but everything is done at such a great pace. You don't feel like you're missing out on anything. Like you're getting the answers. You're just getting them in a different like way than most um, series do it. I've, I think. Was there any like uh parts in the story or like series like where you oh wow that's a major reveal or like that was like a big moment um uh because i kind of felt that about um when you're finding out like even in the beginning like oh there's just a girl alone in her room like making these kaiju you know that was like a big like like, small thing Um, And, and then when you find out why the world is the way it is toward the end of the series yeah, that was uh, I. I wasn't expecting that level of, you know, the destruction that had happened in the world, um, because the live action that we watched definitely didn't prepare me for that. <laughs> but then for it to be just this small, cute little petulant girl that's causing all this, it's, it really was just one of those things that um, I kind of had to grab my head and be like, wow, didn't expect that at all. One thread that, like, is easy to miss if you're not, like, a, a, like, deep fan of the show, I guess, or, like, I, like, only saw this because, like, I was, like, um, like, mentioned two years ago after, like, my first watch. But basically, um, Gridman, um, the 90s show had, like, a, like, kaiju from, like, audio programs that, um, he saved from being controlled by, like, uh, like, that show's that shows bad guy um so like the little girl that shows up and is like let's go on a train let's go on a date and let's like talk about like what's going on and mm-hmm. like I'll, I'll help grid man so i guess like she's supposed to be like the kid of that monster basically that like got helped by grid man back in the 90s where it's like oh now i gotta come help you here and it's like that whole this whole thing is just a like kaiju shaped like city that is being um, <laughs> kept in fog by kaiju and like constantly like rebuilt like after it's been destroyed and like it's like oh just I guess like even just like finding out like oh we're not real right <laughs> we were made here yeah <laughs> and if I'd world. known that that would have just added a whole new level of what the fuck factor for me people do take not being real pretty well in this show too mm-hmm. surprisingly well I feel like I think like the way that like this show cares about what it's like to be like a teen girl. Yeah. And I'm um, like, even like stuff like, um, in that one episode where they're like hanging out with like 21 year old YouTubers. And it's like, what, the, what's going on here? Like, this isn't good. This is like, this is something that happens all the time, but it's not like normal. It's not like a good thing to happen. You know? Yeah. And that I'm was, like, oh. that was a little uncomfortable. <laughs> Cause even say like, Oh, like you're like in your first semester at high school. It's like, they're like 14, 15. That's a big difference. Yeah. That's time for you to get up and leave, bud. Yeah. And it's just a group date that like I know people do this in other places where they're like, oh, like here's a group and like group date. And like there's sometimes like age gaps, but like that was wild. I was like, oh, like I like thought they'd be like juniors or like seniors, not like right. <laughs> 21 years old. Yeah, that's just weird. I like too, like Alexis. Also, like the way he was on her computer screen, like kind of reminded me of um, if you've ever like known somebody in your family who's like, oh, like why are you like always on like a Skype call with that dude? He's like four years older than you. Like, did he stop? <laughs> you really need to stop this place, sir. Yeah, please. <laughs> One question that um we got from pete actually is um is this show toku uh what's your thought of that one 
I I don't know that I know enough about this subject to answer. I wouldn't have assumed so. Uh, yeah. Like, so I think like this kind of like argument is always kind of iffy or like I'm not sure if like I'd bring it up personally, but like no. Uh, so my feeling is that um, it's not Toku because like Toku is about like the filming style. It's Toku inspired, but also like what is Toku? Is it just filmed a certain way or? Or is it like themes and like certain like spirit of production, which like I think do carry over in cool ways, but also, yeah, like I don't think like if you're going to say, hey, like, like, let's watch this Toku like this could exist divorced of Gridman as like a new property. And like you wouldn't even really know. It's just like it's not working with the same tools, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense to me for sure. And, you know, it your answer obviously was a lot more. Uh, informed than mine, but I would have just answered because I thought that Toku was all live action. Yeah, that's also it. But <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Well, at least I wouldn't have been wrong. <laughs> One other question that we got is um, from Bub G. Bub G. Cool name. I like Bub G. Yeah, there were a hundred questions and you survived. Uh, <laughs> I think the show is like Evangelion. Do you see that? Have you seen Evangelion or no? I, if I remember correctly, watched like two episodes of it before my friend wanted his DVD back, so I never finished. Okay. Um, I mean, like, this show, like Evangelion, is like a super robot show, um, which might make some people mad, but yeah, Evangelion isn't like hard sci-fi, uh, but. (laughs) Are you trying to get a shot? Sometimes people like forget um, that just because you like something doesn't mean it's real science. But um, science, both shows do deal with questions of godhood and like personhood. And I think that um, for like there's a deep anime and even probably outside of anime um, ripple and like a whole archetype formed from the character of like Ray in like Evangelion and I think that Akane definitely has some Ray design tidbits but yeah uh, there's some theme similarity but also like uh, everything's gonna look like something very influential in the genre like especially when it's like about things but this is also it's very different in what it's trying to accomplish and like its tone Mm -hmm. but yeah and that's like about as much as like is worth really saying. Like if we like uh, don't both have points on it because like it's close-ish, but it's also very different. That makes sense. What do you think of um, the way the show actually um, how the show ended? I guess it it felt to me like there was definitely room for another season. It kind of just felt like there was more to be said in this world to me. No, um, I liked it insofar as like, here's like the old theme song and here's like the old, um, like suit, like here's the stuff and, um, mm-hmm. let's show effort being made. Um, cause like where this show works for me is how it is just all about its themes, you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like this is a very grand scale, but it really does at various points want you to refocus and say this is just about people or even just about one person yeah you know we had um one very interesting question which was um if from um black restraint um have you seen the op video and is it canon now this is a i've seen this i do not think steph has correct but um this is Know how the last shots of the show show the real world and you see somebody getting up? Yes. If you check um, above Pregnant Clippy, there is a, <laughs> a YouTube video. Um, it's a little long, but um, it's worth it, I think, for what we're looking at. This is um, the OXT Union official video. has 3.5 million views. Let me know when you're at zero and like we'll... Uh, Watch this. 
All right, I'm ready. Three, two, one, go. All right. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so to that question, uh, how's that fit into canonosity? Does that feel canon? Does that feel real? I don't know. I, uh, I'd, I'd have to think about that outside of the context of the catchy music. I, I kept getting distracted by that. The read on that that people have, and it's not even super a read because we see the shot of when we see Akane like leave her world and she's in that bed. And then that's just like her meeting up with people and like being in the world and like being around people. Mm-hmm. And it's like the quote unquote, like the sequel to like Gridman is <laughs> this music video where somebody is in the world <laughs> and like can be hurt. Head is vulnerable, but like takes the risk, basically. Oh, I gotcha. Okay. Yeah, because like that's supposed to be like outside of the matrix, quote unquote, like who she is and like her meeting people, you know? Oh, yeah, that makes sense. The last thing I want to talk about is like uh, the way the show kind of like talks about like the heart of a kaiju and what makes a kaiju. And like um, it's just very interesting the way this show is all about a person who is withdrawn from the world. And still can't find solace in the perfect world that like they've made, you know? Mm-hmm. They do talk about it a lot, and they're always like, you have the heart of a kaiju, or like, what? But what you kind of take as like the heart of a kaiju, or like what they meant by that? Um, see, I, I kind of see just, okay, so we've watched two of the live action ones now, and, and this one, and to me, it kind of seems like... The heart of the kaiju, more than anything, is like um, out of control loneliness. Mm-hmm. It kind of feels like that's how all three of them fell into that, you know, creating the kaiju and being in contact with this entity that's trying to destroy the world. All of them were kind of outcasts in their own way, and in some of them self afflicted. But I, I felt like at the heart of all of them was just not feeling like they're being understood in day-to-day life. Outside of Gridman, the Ultra series is very, like, sympathetic to Kaiju. Like, it's like, oh, Mm -hmm. you exist. Therefore, there is, like, value in your life. And I think, like, this show definitely, like, and, like, the Gridman universe, like, interpretation is a little more complicated, where it's like, oh, you could be a Kaiju, but you can matter and be a person like like we see like with the character of like auntie where it's like oh i'm a kaiju also i'm a person um and like yeah um because like i think ultimately like what this kind of what a kaiju is is like you said like loneliness and like a metaphor for like pain like we're going through and that's something that's isn't physical but Mm -hmm. it's a physical form of it and that's like a very pitiable like thing to exist (laughs) Yeah. It's just a twisted pain, you know? Yeah. It's gigantic. That sucks for them. (laughs) That's like a. Yeah. The rest of us just, you know, deal with it in our heads, but I mean, they create literal monsters every time they get pissed off. So I definitely do like always like feel bad for the kaiju. I'm like, oh, you're just life to express metaphor and pain. Mm -hmm. I wish that you got to live on your own and not just be killed or like be like. I wish you could Causing terrorize hard, you people know? on your own terms. Or even just have like a nice little island, you know? Like, <laughs> who's make doing your, stuff? Make yourself in, some tea. Yeah. Exactly. Some kaiju tea. There you go. Best kind. TH Kaiju. That's my new company. Nice. Yeah. Sometimes you can't just blaze Japan. You got to blaze. I got nothing. Yeah. Man, I really felt like you were going somewhere good with that. But no. Uh, I really do like just pain just like i like really do like just the way the show is all hey like can't keep hurting people can't keep like expecting because like the biggest thing that like the show like ends up like being about is hey people even if they aren't real like even if you've made them like even if they are like kaiju they aren't just ends to a mean they are ends in themselves like they are fully important things and even if you made somebody love you they could still choose to love you. Like, it doesn't matter. That's not like any, that's not less real. Right. You know? Yeah, definitely. So ultimately, I guess, uh, 
Was this a good, bad TV? No. Uh, <laughs> but no, I think uh, we both came away pretty positive on the show, I think. Yeah, definitely. And there was a lot to like about it. I, I wasn't expecting to enjoy it as much as I did, um, but it was a lot more engaging than I would have ever imagined. Yeah. And um, I just can't. I love that this franchise got revived in like such an interesting way. Like, there's no reason that, that this should have come out like it did. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It makes me want to watch Gridman. Like, no offense to Gridman. It was, like, cool, but also, like, I'm not... I'm not always looking for, like, a 39-episode, like, 90s... <laughs> I have so much Toku I could be watching, and I'm not watching most of it. Like so many games I so many games like I could be playing and like, um, like that's like partially why I, last week I was like more frustrated because I was like, Oh, um, or two weeks now when we did Ultraman, like, Oh, it sucks that nobody's talking about, um, these characters in essays or like wiki format. Cause I'm like, I wish I could hear like, what did somebody take from this whole series? Cause even right. if I like didn't watch it, I could still like get something from that read. That's Gridman. That was Gridman. And honestly, even if you didn't watch any of the other Gridmans, I highly recommend giving this one a shot. Um, you know, like I said before, amazing animation, amazing music, and painfully at times realistic characters <laughs> to uh, yeah. fall in love with as the, the show goes on. And please don't hurt yourself trying to get like a like... um glass marble from like a Japanese like soda it's really cool but also not going to be as cool as Gridman and your sword that you bought probably isn't sharp enough to like cut it in one so always always solid advice there I mean that marble was great but uh, (laughs) (laughs) every time it was like damn this is a cool marble love this marble imagery it's my new favorite thing this is hella tight radical (laughs) yeah so um Next time, we are going back in it, though. Awesome. For next time, we are looking at the first six episodes. I'm going to assume the first half, if SSSS Dinozone is also 12 episodes, but it's um a sequel. How much? We're not sure, because I don't think that there's any shared cast in the show. Oh, But okay. it is a sequel or the next in the universe of... Uh, the grid man like anime shows all right well i'm excited I've, I've really enjoyed this format a lot more than i imagined i would so once that show's over we'll like finish that so probably about like six more weeks after that but um we are looking to um and we have said um we want to have thoughts on what our next big project should be and um we are really looking for um what that could be, you know, because uh, <laughs> there are, are a lot of options and like I have stuff good to go if we have to pick something. But I do want to hear because um, we've covered a lot of stuff that people have said, like, can you do this common rider? Can you mm-hmm. do this Super Sentai? And um, yeah, so I do want to hear what people want and they would like to see because that would be fun. But uh, with that, I have one more thing to share with you okay and then we will go and talk about what we do when it's not tokyo time i'm pretty sure that you keep making me scroll past this pregnant clippy on purpose yeah it's a pregnant pop yeah it's a wonder that i'll still open your links <laughs> uh clippy's my favorite it's a good old but no um we're looking at the sss dinosaur trailer number two it is about minute and 11 seconds long but uh, let's go for that uh and uh three two one go so very good music and ambience i will say there oh yeah definitely that almost just from that short clip looks like it's got almost like a cyberpunk feel to it from what i could tell it's like a very different show too yeah it looks kind of like grittier 
Yeah, like it's like not as clear like who the main character is or like what the main like themes or like plot is. But I like I'm so excited just to see what this weird little franchise they started is, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. And yeah, just uh I'll be excited for next week where we're looking at like episodes like one through six of that. But as always, questions, please send in your stuff. Where do people find you when you're not just being sad about kaiju? <laughs> Um, you can find me on Twitter, um, at Hatsis and on Instagram is nobody much. Um, the actual play podcast I'm on bulldogs and, um, dragons. Um, we just wrapped up our very last episode. We're all, um, trying to pitch in with helping with the audio and then he's going to start posting new episodes of those. So look out for them. Ooh, exciting. Nice. You could find uh, me um, on Twitter.com at James Forge. But then for the podcast, check out uh, Twitter and Instagram at CobbinArtMe. There's CobbinArtMe.com. You can go to CobbinArtMe.com slash episodes for all of our episodes with links to find them. And CobbinArtMe.com slash merch for all of our merch. All the proceeds go to the Trevor Project. And also, if you would like to make suggestions, even vaguely, I would <laughs> like you to cover like Ultraman, Common Rider, or like Two percent I like Robocop, like who knows? Um we are taking those right now and like based off of that, like we'll have some kind of fun selection process, like where you could see and be like, Oh, damn, they just rolled like a D one hundred and like picked one of hundred like answers. Heck yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a blast. Honestly, yeah. But Steph, thank you for Gridman on this ride with me. That was a pretty good one. Yeah, that makes up for the one you lost track of earlier. Hey, it's just all of this teen, horny agenda I have. Yeah, mixed in with that uh, pregnant clippy. We've had a wild night. It's almost as wild as our uh, episode 69. Hey, um, (laughs) I've learned one thing from 69 is that sometimes you can get held in place by clippy. Man, I, I have so many questions about your formative years. Hey, you have <laughs> questions about Clippy, but what about uh, my favorite game, Rock, Paper, Jizzers? <laughs> That's not even related to Clippy. That has nothing to do with Clippy. I, I was trying to make some mental jump, but it just wasn't going for me, so I'm glad you admitted that. Look, I think that Clippy is really... I would recommend against like a like water birth, but besides that, Clippy shoot for the moon and i hope that you have a nice bouncing baby what does the clippy give birth to i guess it depends on who the father is what's the best case scenario there like like a, a rubber band clip that would be real easy going out just like <laughs> plus really useful if you need to declare war on someone but no uh what did did we learn anything this week or no um i think what we learned is Sometimes a villain is just approaching you from a place of pain. So keep a picture of pregnant Clippy in your pocket at all times to cheer everybody up. I always keep a pregnant clip like ready for my villains in I'll my bet. gun. I think you just gave away your identity. Now we're all in trouble. I'm pregnant. <laughs>